Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Victor Avila is a retired supervisory special agent with the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, also Homeland Security Investigations, HSI, and the Department of Homeland Security, DHS. Mr. Avila is the author of Agent Under Fire, Agent Under Fire. Uh, He and his partner were ambushed by the Los Zetas drug cartel in Mexico. Mr. Avila's partner was killed. He was wounded. The book, by the way, you can get it at agentunderfirebook.com, agentunderfirebook.com. And you can follow Mr. Avila on Twitter at Vic, that's V-I-C, Survivor 11, Vic Survivor 11. Mr. Avila, thank you very much for taking the time. And I I, I want to start with you on this. And I'd like to talk to you about your experience with uh, pursuing the drug cartels. But 20,000 National Guard troops in Washington, restrictions of movement, likely refusals of permits for public gatherings leading to Wednesday's inauguration of President-elect Biden. As a former DHS and immigration senior special agent, what does this development speak to as far as you're concerned? Well, you know, the, every uh, inauguration is always a, a, uh, a big security event. Uh, this one is nothing different other than what happened and added uh, after what we had the events of last week. But this inauguration has actually been classified as a national special security event over a year ago, meaning that it, it transfers that uh, jurisdiction from the U.S. Capitol Police over to the U.S. Secret Service and now because of uh, possible threats to the FBI, they will be the ones conducting all uh, uh, security uh, operations there. But um, I'm not sure about the 20,000 uh, uh, troops there and uh, or National Guard that are there right now. Uh, frankly, I'd rather see them down at the southern border. But, you know, you can never ha- have too much security if, in fact, there is a viable threat. But there are simple solutions to that if, 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 this, if there's... So much of a threat why not move in move the inauguration indoors and have mm-hmm. it in a secure location and you would um, avoid a lot of these uh, uh, issues yeah uh, what what do you think is going on uh, behind the scenes here because they're not they're not going to move it indoors at this point I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine it would be a poor visual and it really uh, to a lot of people it would maybe signal that uh, fear or retreat i'm not sure which but there would be some emotional response but what's happening behind the scenes do you think behind the scenes right now it's, it's the intelligence gathering that's that's the most important part here and um because there was issues obviously last week that information wasn't shared and in, in, in my experience you know in the federal government unfortunately that still happens where one agency might not communicate uh, to the other when you have uh, some kind of viable information or uh, intelligence. In this case, uh, I think now there's that flow of information going both not just from federal down to the state and locals, but the other way as well. And so there is a, a, a great and tremendous coordination between all these law enforcement agencies uh, under one big operational plan that uh, they adapt very, very fluidly. And our law enforcement officials, along with the National Guard, and I used to work with them a lot down in the southern border, uh, they're, they're very adaptable. And, uh, and so that part of the security uh, uh, issues will go very smoothly amongst many, many agencies.
Okay, my guest is Victor Avila. His uh, book is Agent Under Fire, and you can go to agentunderfirebook.com. You can order it there or Amazon, a number of places, agentunderfire.com, and you can follow Mr. Avila on Twitter at Vic, that's V-I-C, uppercase letters, and then Survivor 11, at Vic Survivor 11. Mr. Avila, tell us about um, the incident, the, the nucleus of the book, which led you to share with everyone publicly the terrible situation where you caught yourself were caught with your partner in an ambush by the Los Zetas drug cartel. How did that come about and what happened? Yes, uh, back in 2011 uh, in February, as a matter of fact, the next month will be the 10-year anniversary of this ambush. And the reason why, there's several reasons why I wrote the book, but the number one reason is to continue the, the memory of Special Agent Jaime Zapata, who tragically lost his life in the line of duty. And unfortunately, many people don't know that that even happened 10 years ago. And so I wrote the book uh, about this ambush. Uh, we were assigned to the U.S. Embassy in Mexico City and uh, on an assignment on Highway 57. On a, returning back to Mexico City, we were ambushed by uh, eight uh, armed uh, Zeta cartel members, uh, ambushed us, and uh, uh, tragically, Agent uh, uh, Sabata was shot and, and killed in line of duty. I was shot three times and miraculously survived by the grace of God. And so uh, I write that in the book. And then the second part of my book is about solutions of what we can do to secure uh, the United States southern border and even the, the issues in the northern border with special interest aliens that want to come in. Now they want to, you know, infiltrate and come through Canada as, as, as security measures on the southern border have uh, been ramped up under a Biden administration. We'll see what happens and how much of that they're going to try to undo but uh, I think it's uh, important now that Americans need to know, and, and even in Canada, need to know that the, the issues that we face in Mexico affects us uh, uh, directly in our countries. Yeah, I, you know, I was doing some reading on the uh, cartels. I've well, done a lot of, over the years, and it's not just drugs. I mean, they they move a tremendous amount of uh, illicit drug material, cocaine and heroin and other drugs. But they're also involved in other activities like human smuggling, and there's concern that they could maybe be in in some sort of relationship, a financial relationship with terrorist organizations, move terrorists into the United States, uh, either from uh, maybe the southern border, more likely, I don't know. Uh, but certainly there are concerns about uh, our border with the United States as well. Is that true? That's absolutely right, Roy. Um, uh, these cartels are, are not drug cartels anymore. Uh, uh, I'm a sub- subject matter expert in human trafficking, and they have tapped into that uh, world as well and the exploitation of victims, uh, male and female, mo- mostly female, in the, in the sex slave, what we call modern-day slavery. And uh, they're bringing victims from all over the world, from Mexico especially, into the United States, and uh, U.S. citizens being trafficked within the United States. Uh, and so that's a big issue. And you mentioned the smuggling they they're, they've expanded uh, their their enterprises. They're highly sophisticated organizations, uh, highly weaponized. And right now, based on Mexico's own statistics, they control or have influence over eighty percent of their country. And absolutely, uh, there's a uh, border security becomes national security now. Uh, and I don't know. If, uh, there was a, a case just a couple of years ago in Canada of a individual that rammed through uh, with a U-Haul truck and had an ISIS flag with um, uh, an ISIS sympathizer 
trying to uh, commit harm. Luckily, no one was killed. There were some some people injured. But it just goes to show that uh, these individuals that are coming through, a lot of them come through Mexico like that individual did because they know that once they make it in Mexico, they're as good as being in the United States. Whatever happened, uh, I know you uh, you pursued the uh, some justice in the in the murder of your partner and uh, your own being shot three times and wounded in that in that ambush and they had every intention of killing you both of course what happened what were you able to accomplish as far as that was concerned anything uh absolutely uh thank you for that question because uh for the past 10 years uh uh, another part of my duty i think as a survivor is to try to get answers because we've been we've been blocked especially under the obama administration president obama issued an executive privilege order forbidding uh, us to get any information or documents uh, related to the the shooting and uh, related uh, because two of the weapons used against us were tied to an operation called Operation Fast and Furious with ATF where uh, uh, the U.S. government was allowing uh, automatic weapons to go south into Mexico. Uh, and we, we all know that they've killed thousands and thousands of uh, uh, of Mexican nationals and two U.S. federal agents. One, the first one was uh, U.S. Uh, Border Patrol agent Brian Terry. In December of 2010, two months later, our shooting happens, and so it, it, um, uh, all of that is just com- it, it, it's been uh, something that we've been trying to get answers, and unfortunately, haven't haven't gotten them yet. But uh, we're still going to continue to fight as uh, as long as I uh, have the ability to do so. Yeah, good for you, and I remember that Operation Fast and Furious. Uh, Mr. Avila, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Agentunderfirebook.com, agentunderfirebook.com, and you can follow Victor Avila at, uh, on Twitter at VIC, that's uh, uppercase, at VicSurvivor11. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.